0: Black and powerful, yes I am. Black and powerful, yes I am. Black and white world, like Jefferson's. Black and white world, the rifleman. Black and white world, Batman. hat. Black and white world, Pat Masterson. Black and white world, black and white world. Black and powerful, yes I am. Hello world, I know I love me. I hope you hear me before you judge me. Hope you know me before you trust me. Oh man, I just wanted, you know, to, to make something that inspires people. And Hey, if you're having a bad day, it's okay, don't run it off, you a bird. you're supposed to fly. All right, all right. Yes. yes. <laughs> this is out kind of the Crit, everybody. Yes, yes. Give it up. Hey. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply Game Podcast. Thank you all for joining me this week. Really, really appreciate everyone who's been giving me time, and this is the second podcast of the year, and I'm really excited because I believe it's going to be a, a beautiful, beautiful year. Um, thanks, anyone who's just tuning in for the first time. I'm Rodney Perry, and this is a, this is the Simply King podcast, a so fleet, conscious podcast for humans, simply being humans. And today, I have a gentleman uh, who give who has given me his time to talk about something that I feel like is important, to talk about something that I feel like is very interesting to me, and I think something that people may, you know, think about and not think about and have discussed before. And what that is, is this new, or I guess you could say old uh, profession of quote-unquote calling yourself a creative. Saying I am a creative, I feel like in this new generation, it took on a whole new meaning and I feel like I wanted to bring in someone that I've seen as a true creative just naturally as well as within his own professional life to come in and like have this conversation on where he where he sees this 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 world of just being a creative person and a creative individual as well as just using that to you know further yourself and to be able to work for yourself and just being that true true creative so i have rk jackson here with me how you doing bro i'm pretty good how about yourself i'm doing good doing real good um what i wanted to uh i was wondering if you could um briefly kind of like tell people exactly like professionally what you do and you know just go ahead and get that first i want that to be one of the first things said so you know put your credentials out there essentially
1: yeah no doubt so um uh, I, again i am arca jackson i am a, I uh, i guess if, if you will uh, call it i, I consider myself a, a creative curator if you will And so to me that kind of encompasses a, a a variance of things so it's you know maybe hands-on design maybe it's you know consulting maybe it is you know assisting with marketing and branding and stuff like that and so what that allows me to do uh is essentially kind of create an atmosphere or um you know a, a, I guess a particular service where it allows me to really create in a a, a sense of you know uh, I guess focus when it comes to you know what what I do specifically so um you know Archie Jackson, atlanta is my kind of 360 boutique uh marketing advertising uh branding and design firm and so in that aspect um and I guess in that scope I, I can really kind of um Uh, take on different types of clients and markets and stuff like that and really kind of uh, be able to create for them in the way they need to uh, be created for so whether that is you know it's verbal whether it's you know non-communicative whether it's you know an advertising type of uh adventure whether it's a visual situation whatever the case may be you know it's you know from uh conception to execution that's what we do
0: Mm. 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 And this is I love how you put your your, your stamp on it. Put your own name on it. You know, um, how long have you been doing it? <laughs>
1: um, since 2009,
0: man. That's a long time, bro. When yeah. did when did you when did you come out of CAU? Uh,
1: 2012
0: 2012. Yeah. Yeah, bro, yeah. bro. That is that is I really, really applaud you. And anyone else who's doing anything similar That's an amazing, amazing feat to, like, actually get into it, trust yourself, you know, learn the skills to, you know, have them up par with the standards of, you know, the business that you're in. I love that. So, like, um, let me just uh, ask you this. How did you, I guess, what made you finally just see that you needed to? that you have these talents that are in need, that people want, that are very specialized, that people, everyone needs these things, people will pay for someone to do these things. When did you realize that or did you kind of like always know and that was always the plan to get to a certain point? Or did it, you know, happen through school and just learning about, you know, different careers? Did you all, I guess, let me ask you, did you always know that this is where you were gonna be or did it kind of just come about when you realized, oh damn, I know how to do all these things and people need this you see what i'm saying
1: yeah it's kind of twofold honestly like i um i remember you know at a very young age my uh, my dad's an architect and so you know from the beginning you know he's always you know you know whether he works with uh you know an independent firm or he worked with you know a a, a black firm that was looking to you know uplift you know particular communities and stuff like that like like uh one thing that I don't really, it's not that I don't talk about it a whole lot, but I've never really, I guess had the the forum to really speak on it, but um, uh, back in 96 That's why I'm here, bro. (laughs) 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 Yeah, back in 96 when the city of Atlanta got, you know, the Olympics the Centennial Olympics uh, my dad won a lot of projects with uh, the firm that he was with at that time, and so they actually helped design uh, the CAU Student Center and um, a lot of other kind of like buildings in that area. So like, he worked on Herndon um, Stadium for Morris Brown. Uh, he worked with um, a couple things for Morehouse. And so like, you know, a lot of almost kind of like Atlanta staples, and ironically I'm, enough, I'm from Atlanta. Uh, a lot of stuff that he, you know, uh, uh, he was awarded, he got to really kind of work hands on with, and then I got to actually see him work with it. And so in that aspect, I think I may have been I guess, you know, kind of skipping around on the timeline, like um, uh, that really kind of fueled my fire, I guess, if you will. Cause I remember one time he always told me, you know, kind of perpetually as a child, whether I was in, you know, elementary school or middle school, he was just like, hey, until you're your own boss, you'll never be free. And so he really kind of put that, you know, planted that seed and then, you know, perpetually kind of watered it uh, to really kind of create a sense of, you know, uh, self-awareness and then kind of perpetual growth when it comes to really creating the atmosphere that you want to, you know, kind of create your your life's best work in. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I say definitely from a very, very young age, I don't think I I really had it kind of materialized until, you know, maybe I got into into college actually no, maybe like the end of high school beginning of college like right my, my freshman year of, of cau i really kind of i, I knew that w- my focus was the branding and design side of it because uh, i mean i had thought i was going to be you know a lot a lot of things you know at, at a young age um As but i think are. i really <laughs> yeah you know what I mean like I I really do feel like that I thought I was going to do a whole lot of (laughs) other different things that are not even uh, closely related to to what I do now but uh, I think for sure around that time I was like yeah I think this is what I'm going to uh, do I don't know how I'm going to do it but I I think this is what I'm going to do and um, I think when I finally got to CAU and I saw I guess if you will avoid and people really kind of hearing about how things were uh, articulated whether they be ver- verbally or uh, non-verbally because to me marketing is completely 100 non-verbal communication
0: true, true, um i
1: agree you know it's you know uh, i saw a disconnect between what people said and how they felt like that and you know, that feeling and that that driving that integrity behind what they felt versus how the visual looked of it, you know what I mean? And I thought that all those things should be married, if that makes sense. And so I remember my, the first thing I ever did at CAU is work with um, my first uh, SGA president, uh, Kevin Reeves. Um, I worked on his campaign before he became president. And um, He literally kind of just let me kind of do what I needed to do out the box because he kind of, you know, he heard my vision, you know, about what he wanted to do. And he's seen some of my work, just some of it, like very, very, very small things that I had done on a very, very extremely small level, very Mm -hmm. personal level. And he was just like, I see where you're going. Let's do it. And he ended up winning. And so that really kind of put my foot in the, I guess, the race, if you will, when it came to. You know, really uh, getting my name out there and really uh, creating an atmosphere where people were welcoming of you know design at that point because uh, I just feel like there was a, a huge lack in in what I you know uh, what was what was what was being offered and then um, a kind of almost a very large opportunity as to what I could what I could provide. So yeah.
0: Well, to be to be all, all the way honest, I believe um, you and several other individuals because. We both, for everyone who's listening, maybe not be the first time listening, you know, R.K. graduated from Clarkland University, and so did I. Um, I came out in 2015, so when he was, you know, getting out, he was, you know, still a, kind of like still around. He was pretty, a pretty uh, well-known name, and if anyone who's been to CAU understands how, I guess, how the— it's a microcosm of the world in a way where you have this kind of, I wouldn't say it is a social ladder in a way, but also you get the, you finally get time to kind of like your first chances at doing something that you may can get paid to do for the rest of your life. You know, like if you, you get that try out of like, if you say you want to be this, you say you want to be that, it's a big chance at CAU you'll get the opportunity to, you know, kind of dabble in that while you're there. And I know like a lot of universities, you know, Uh, like campaigning and SGA is kind of like a very, you know, simple thing or it's like something that no one really is into, especially when you're talking about larger universities. But at my university, it was some real ass shit. It was so real. Uh, Personally, I I have ran myself and also have been on campaign teams and been on, uh, been at been appointed as campaign manager for teams um, and it's it's always been fun, it's thrilling it's great to kind of like see yourself in action trying to galvanize people to get people spirited up and also to t- teach people how to sell another person was the best part for me because I was, you know every of course you can speak about yourself is what I used to always tell them but I need everyone else around you wearing this t-shirt to be able to speak about you better than you can so I, I loved the uh, different aspects people brought. And I loved how I heard stories about, you know, things that you've done as well as other people and other great folks who came through CAU have done. And I love that that's a breeding ground for creativity, for individuality, for people to just, you know, go ahead and do it. If you can find the resources, get it done. Hell, get it done. And I love that. I wish I wish that was the world, but it's not. Um it's a little yeah. bit. It's a little bit more difficult, you know. Opportunities are not That's, that, you know, free. So how did right. so? So you say you started in um, '09. Um, when you finally started to kind of, I guess, what was the first uh, kind of like professional account that you kind of acquired, and how did you go about acquiring it? Was it just like networking, or did they they come to you? With how I guess how aggressive were you to kind of like push what you were doing in Atlanta?
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I mean, I, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my very first large client, and it was actually Clark Lance University. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it was the 09 uh, homecoming. And that was my first experience with kind of dealing with something so large scale. Yep. I guess I had never, you know, I never had to deliver so many, you know, different materials, you know, simultaneously. Uh, so many different materials that dealt with you know a common theme all at one time but I knew I had the capability to do it because I just had that capacity mentally You know, I just knew that I could do it it was just a matter of you know getting it done and stuff like that and so you know I would go on to eventually do about I want to say it was four homecomings in a row
0: yeah Damn. I think so
1: I think I may have skipped one
0: homecoming's um, big bro homecoming's a big
1: thing yeah big. it's a big thing especially for you know HBCUs and stuff so um, I felt the, you know, the, the pressure for that. And I felt, you know, the the need uh, for me to really kind of, you know, show up and perform. And so so I think that I, I can never really, you know, uh, thank CAU enough for really kind of giving me that initial opportunity uh, to be a, a client. And then, you know, I guess from there, I guess uh, I did a lot of freelance work with, you know, um, you know, black owned law firms uh, in Atlanta and, then you know, very, very small kind of grassroots you know, companies, uh, 401c3s, one c 3s and then, um, uh, some, some small kind of like, you know, uh, uh, personality work and, and, you know, artists that were just kind of, you know, getting their study and creating and stuff like that. And so that's kind of really where I began. And then I would say from then on, um, you know, uh, uh luckily, um, and, and, you know, thankfully that, um, most of my work from then on until even until now has been i'd say about <clears throat> maybe 80 20 percent uh 80 being completely referrals you know what i mean people just word of mouth saying hey wow. you need to and you need to experience this you need to have this this is gonna you know do what you need it to do and so i can say that i really don't I, the irony of, of having an, a business that deals with advertising is that you know you eventually will need to advertise but I've been in a great position where I don't have to advertise too much, I guess if you will, but I I you know, because it works for itself. So. Uh yeah, it does. I mean and and you know, without sounding, you know, too kind of like, you know, strange about that, like I luckily I've been in a situation where every time that I do something and I do it well, people have noticed and enough people that are looking for what I'm providing have, you know, requested. Uh, my services, and so I, I think I, I think it's an awesome kind of opportunity to be in, and um, I'm really happy to be here. I,
0: I will say, you know, before we get into mm-hmm. kind of like I kind of like real like inspiration for this whole episode, I will say that your the work is brilliant. I think it's spot on for what a lot Thank of these you. things. Uh, the people who come at you, they've gotten exactly what they've asked for. You can tell just from the quality of the work, and also Thank I feel you. like you were. And I tell people this all the time. Before I left Atlanta, like I was in Atlanta in the one of the most interesting times to ever live and be in Atlanta, you know, Absolutely. Um, and it's still it's still that way for anyone who's still there. It's still that way. And you were there and you kind of and you being from there. So you've seen it from the jump. Like, I've, you know, I've yeah. always had conversations with people who've either from Atlanta or been there for a long time. And they speak about how how like the city has grown so much and it's changed so much. And so many different people have been brought to the city and for so many different reasons. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I feel like the field of work that you're in is the exact thing that you need to be in to flourish. Um, because that's, and also I'm glad that you got your footing in it before there was quote unquote, us like a, almost an oversaturation mm-hmm. of people essentially right. doing the same thing. You were one of the first, you know, young folks, doing their own thing, getting out there. And I think that's why I feel like you've seen so much success as well. Um, yeah
1: i mean i i really do i do really kind of you know i i love i love my city i really really do and i've seen you know throughout and even in because i kind of have like a photographic memory when it comes to aesthetics and that's probably why i'm in the field that i'm in because i can kind of you know retrieve things back from when i was like between like two and five and seven and nine and really random things like that And so, you know, I've seen what we've gone through. I've seen, you know, uh, the landscape of Atlanta change. I've seen the demographic of Atlanta change. I've seen, you know, all these various different things. And I just feel like uh, almost kind of a a natural innate responsibility for the city. And I really want to provide as much as I can. And then I know, I'll I'll know when it's time to to move on, but I I really do feel like I've got a lot left to give.
0: I feel that I feel that. But to dive into the inspiration of what made me think of you to be the person I speak to this about speak about, you know, this this subject matter about is I remember when I was still in Atlanta, like I was just noticing and I feel like the coincidentally the uh, it was an episode of the show Atlanta, I'm not sure if you've seen it. Um, of course, <laughs> I ain't want to be that dude. But um, yeah. But uh, there's a specific episode where there's a guy I can't remember his name. Um, but he's um, he essentially it's like paper boy and Earl. Is yeah, outside a club, and this random guy comes up to them, and he's essentially just very like. Very neurotic and just like all in their face and trying to take pictures. And he has T-shirts and he's like, "You want a shirt? You want to you want to buy this? Look, I got all this. You know, follow me on Instagram. I got all these. Look at all these followers I got." And right. and then you find out in this episode that you know he he has like this YouTube following. He has his YouTube uh, channel that he's trying to grow. He has all these things he's doing. It's just a whole lot of like slashes and just all this all these things that he's trying to do. And essentially. That is what I've noticed. That literally was just a reflection of the way the real world is. Atlanta definitely has uh, you know, a lot of individuals who take on those types of you know, positions within the, within the world. But I feel like that is a lot of people everywhere just kind of like seeing that. Oh, damn. So people need that. That's some money. I'm going to go ahead and find me a camera. I don't know how to use a camera. I'm going to go ahead and find me one. And then I'm going to find me a Mac I'm going to do this, I'm going to download some programs I'm going to try to figure something out And I'm going to just charge whatever And hopefully I can get something there Or do whatever, whatever And I feel like this oversaturation was so, so, so crazy And essentially the first thing I want to know is The first thing that I thought about when I seen that And just all of the things Is that social media has literally gave everyone This real inflated sense of like artistry to me and I feel like anyone, I feel like everyone, <laughs> everyone can be an artist in their own ways. But I sure. feel like you have to get in touch with yourself to know what's your, like, what's your thing. You know, some people are just better writers. Some people are just better speakers. Some people are better doing these things. And I feel like when you f- figure that out, you stay in that lane. Um, right. But oversaturation happens when you, when there's this, like, damn, that's, that's what's it, like. That's that's what's hot right now, like that right there, and that's what's making money. You can probably charge right. whatever. It's specialized. Tell me, did you notice that you know with the emergence of social media, you know, almost a decade ago, and coming to this point now, where there's been you know so many people getting into these fields and considering themselves as creatives, doing things within photography and you know visual right. arts and as well as uh, graphic design. Did you notice this surge? <laughs> especially while you were in Atlanta, especially when you were at CAU, did you notice this surge and how did it make you feel being a person who this is something that you did because you this is something that you knew that you wanted to do?
1: Right. Um, I don't know, this is a very tragic uh, subject only because um, <laughs> I've met so many people where, um, I guess the easiest way to explain this would be, um, you know, there's some things that you just know that are your passions. And you just and there's some things that you when you meet people you're like hey this is what you you were born to do right and there's some things that you you meet people and you say hey you know i understand that based from what you tell me and what i've seen this is something that if you don't do this i don't know who else is going to do it as good as you right and so with this specifically um and when it comes to just you know uh creativeness and 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 art and, and curation and stuff like that um I've I've literally grown into um, my understanding of what this is and what it means to me and what it's supposed to be. I guess if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that this is me. You know, I wake up and I think about this. I dream this. Um, When I'm going through my day, I will stop what I'm doing if I see something that inspires me, and I will. I'll take a photo of it or I'll screenshot something or, you know, whatever the case may be. I am perpetually stimulated by my surroundings and um, all these things. I immediately can parallel them to something that I can draw from aesthetically. And I know that that is me. That's just how I I live and how I breathe and how I I move and how I work and how I, you know, uh, you know, interact daily. That's just me. You know what I mean? And I draw from so many different things, and I just know that you know when you are a, a vessel that continuously, you know, pulls and is able to draw and able to to kind of move through, you know, time and space and different types of inspirations and 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 and, and, and poles and stuff. That's what you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? When it is so yeah. effortless for you to do what you do, that is what you're supposed to do. And, you know, one thing that I learned, you know, even being at CAU, um, and I kind of saw, you know, uh, not to like talk down or talk about anybody or anything specifically, but, you know, I saw people seeing how, uh, I guess, clients or or people or the community would interact with my work or what I did or or how I did my work Um, and then try to replicate that on a much more condensed level but to me i've always understood that that's business you know what i mean business is you seeing a uh, an idea mm-hmm. learning how to monetize it exactly but, but undercut the competitor you know what i mean that is legitimately business with competition
0: competition
1: yeah and so what happens when that stuff happens is that you uh, you know god forbid you don't come up with the business model to compensate for you Undercutting you know the person that Lives and dreams and improves this Right um, And then you get into a situation where You're doing you know $30 things Five times a day and then Nobody is happy You know what I mean exactly. you're not happy The the customer isn't happy the client isn't happy um, And then you're Kind of overextending Yourself in a way that you didn't Expect that this was going to Make you feel, I guess, if you will, and then in the end of the day, nobody is satisfied. Exactly. You know what I mean? You didn't. You didn't make the money you were supposed to make. Mm-hmm. The client isn't happy, and now you're stuck. You know what I mean? And so I've seen so many people get into the situation where they are. They're thinking, okay, this is a quick, easy way for me to make money, or I've gone. Even I've even seen situations where people have gone to school for this, but it's not really them. And so they'll go to school and then they'll, they'll do this and they're like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to charge this and I'm going to you know do this. And I'm going to make this work. And then they end up getting kind of stuck in a loop where they're not happy and not satisfied with what they do. And to me, honestly, I could wake up tomorrow and I can do this and not get paid for it. You know what I mean? Like I can really do this, be happy daily without any kind of reward. You know what I mean? Outside of the the the. You know, me knowing that I am impacting, you know, either you know, a particular type of person, mm-hmm. a community, a set of customers, a set of clientele, uh, that's my satisfaction. You I'm know what I mean? It. Like me knowing that I can, you know, pull that type of emotion out of certain people based off of what this particular, you know, thing that I have done in that in in that moment. Um, that's that's all I need. You know, that's that's the gratification that I get from it. And so I think that kind of lacks with a lot of people who want to do this on a short kind of a, a stand where they are, you know, just, you know, I was going to make quick money. I want to just do like, you know, like party flyers and stuff like that. I mean, that's cool. Right. like, that's, that's your hustle. That's what you want to do. That's awesome. You know, make your money,
0: but. But you can type, I always say you can fix yourself into just that. If you just yeah present I mean, yourself to do, that's what you do.
1: Absolutely. And then mm-hmm. don't try to make it into something that it's not. You know what I mean? Like if that's what it is and that's what it is.
0: Exactly. Awesome. Be, that, be, that, be that dude. <laughs>
1: be that dude yeah i mean and this is some reason to kind of you know fake the funk when it comes to stuff like that so i mean you know like i've just i've always noticed you know that And i've always noticed when normally when you have situations where there's a you know a type of person and people seem to kind of correlate with that type of person copies of that type of person start to appear mm-hmm. and you know it's a it's a kind of create a, a similar you know solution and you know sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't so you know i've seen it all
0: yeah, and, and like it's interesting that you said something because uh, I definitely want to talk about like that monetized thing, and I feel like it's the surge in you know, and people like finding that oh this is something that you can get paid to do, and the the I guess the tools needed are like accessible already. Like oh so so hold on, you made all this like you just edited some pictures or you just. Oh, so you just drew this up on a computer and then just, they gave you money for doing that? You know, it, it sounds so simple when you talk talk about it to people. And it's not that simple. It's, I mean, that's I feel like that's what it's still, it's, it's never changed what art is. Like, just, you know, using the same utensil that you use to write, but creating, a, you right. know, a, a various amounts of shapes and creating your own new shapes and making right. faces and drawing people is just as simple as someone putting it on paper, but it's the right. it's the tool of the mind that, you know, that kind of controls all of that. And I think what I realized about myself, because I feel like um, when I was in college, just like a lot of people, you know, you, you see and you try to figure out, you know, figure out and learn yourself. And I feel like that's a key part in, you know, finding exactly what the hell you need to focus on and what you need to do. And um, for the right. longest I could uh, I, was, I, was, I came in um, Definitely as a business major I, stayed, I graduated as a business major But I've noticed throughout my Time and um, a favorite word Of you know of CAU is throughout my Matriculation <laughs> um, right. oh. I had um, I had essentially Inside joke I'm sorry um, I essentially had like Noticed like from That time all the way to back in high school, I've always attracted very creative people around me, but I've always given off this that I'm, you know, I'm a business guy, I like marketing. I like, you know, I like these things. And what I realized was when I was in business settings, and around a lot of very corporate-minded individuals, I was always the one to bring some flair. I was always the one to make people think outside the box. And when I was around people who were the utmost of creators, because that was most of my friends, that's how they were. So it's like you would think that me in that circle wouldn't make sense, but I realized why they were drawn to me and why I was drawn to them, and it was kind of like a give and take. Because what I brought to a circle of creators was kind of... Allowing them to not come out of the clouds and be able to come to the ground and at least be able to get half of what they seen while they were up there. If that makes sense, because they they have sure. this idea and it's a very large idea and they just think like this is what I want. This, this is what I want to do. And I was like, OK, bro, if that's what you want to do, we can complete the goal. But with this amount of money and with this, thing, this is what it can look like, you know, so <laughs> right. I don't want to put, I don't want to create barriers for your art. But I want to let you know for what you have for what the tools that you currently have for to do that. You're going to need this to do all of what you say. You're going to need this right here since you don't have that. But you still have desire to complete this goal. We still can get it done. But this is how it's going to happen. This is how it's going to look. So I feel like I, I added organization where there was none and added some flair and creativity where there no one was even thinking about it. So I feel like. A person like myself could have fell victim to be a person who just feels like, oh, I just need to go into this, you know, extremely, extremely creative box. And I I see myself as a creative in the sense that I just explained, but I feel like I would be uh, disrespectful to the people that I've met and the people that I know if I could sit here and say that this is something that, because my mind does wander. My mind is in a million places, and I feel like the art form that I'm the best at is the one thing that I'm doing currently, and that's speaking. You know, so that's why I notice that, right, and that's right, what right. I stick to. And when it comes to collaborating with other other people, I hold on to my strengths. I know I, I analyze, I see this, I see that, I see the vision, and I can understand. And I I love being that bridge, because I I can talk to people who are extremely creative. They I get their story, I get what they're trying to do, and I can bring it to people who only understand business and explain exactly what they're trying to do because if they talk to each other, they're going to be like, bro, I'm really not about to give you no money to do that because that sounds crazy. You know, to to me, I just don't read it, you know, and vice versa. And I've always been able to, you know, speak both languages and travel in both sides. And I feel like that's what I realized about myself because I, I became aware. And I I tell everyone who's listening to do the exact same things. If you're in these spaces and they're very creative spaces and instead of doing instead of always going to what seems like to be the trend or the the fad or the way to make money, do what you feel that is the best thing that you can do. Because jumping on a fad or jumping on, you know, the graphic design train is not one that everyone needs to do, you know? And and my next question is, um, I love that you spoke on, you know, how uh, essentially how you you wake up and you think about this and this is what you know you want to do for your life. And I've like my roommate was a photographer and he literally felt depressed if he didn't take a picture every day, you know, and I've worked with people and um, literally seen them like. Not even care about how how long the money took to come because they just loved that they had a new thing to be working on that they can like come up with their own original idea and um they loved that part more than me telling them when they're gonna get paid so it was like damn okay right. get it done then, bro. <laughs> right. so i i love that about art and i feel like i love that that drive and that passion that people have just about something that they can control and i wanted to know like what do you think about um essentially like this because nowadays um, you have to have the social media presence. You have to have, you know, you have to be on everything. If you say you, if you say that's what you are, you need to be on here. You need to have for true, true validation for a lot of individuals. Um, what do you feel about that whole, you know, notion that you gotta, you gotta have this presence? And if you don't have this presence, do you feel like it invalidates your work?
1: Um. This is kind of touchy too because it's just like, um, it's not that I don't believe that that's important or I don't believe that that's, you know, the deciding factor on whether you get booked for a job or not. But I do believe, however, it is a uh, differentiation factor between you and someone else, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Because if I've got the opportunity, let's, for example, right, I'm, I'm booking you for a job with, um, you know, uh, a Mercedes Benz, and, you know, I'm looking for someone who's got a visual eye, I'm looking for somebody who has the voice for our brand, and then also, you know, um, uh, they've got the design to kind of back everything up. If I, if I have two, you know, candidates, and one person, you know, has, um, you know, no social media, and the other person has at least an Instagram, I'm like, okay, I can aesthetically see how they see their own work. And to me, your Instagram is your work. That is your you know, the almost kind of, you know, kind of 2D manifestation of of who you are when it comes to how you want to uh, have other people perceive mm-hmm. you? It's a gallery so, of your
0: life, in a way.
1: Yeah, that's that's the content. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you had a blog, that'd be your content. Mm-hmm. And so people are, you know, people, you know, consistently tell me, hey, you know, I'm this, I'm that, and I feel X, Y, and Z about, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and they they show me or they link me to their, you know, you know, social media pages. I'm going to anticipate that those things line up with what you're saying. And so, I think if anything, um, these things are almost kind of like a um, an extension of who we are, if you will. It's it's less of a um, a replacement for anything. This isn't your new resume. This isn't your, you know, your new interview. You know what I mean? But I think these things help in crafting uh, a new wave and a new idea of who you are, because I do feel like there there are people who you know, who live and breathe differently than, you know, than other types of people, you know, the people who learn via visuals, you know, what I mean, there are people who are learn via listening. And so I, I do believe that there are different types of folk and, and, and certain folk really are made for certain positions. And Very in true. those positions, you really need to you know, get better understanding, you know, outside of, you know, what they can say sometimes. And again, it's almost like marketing again. Like I, I it's like I've brought this up a couple of different times, but marketing is nonverbal communication. It literally is. How much can I tell you without saying a word? Exactly. And so when you are able to really kind of paint a picture of who you are, you know, visually, I mean, to me it says more than what you can say, you know, via your own words and so um i think it's important honestly like i think you know um quality over quantity you know wins any damn day you know what i mean you can have 100 photos or 100 posts or whatever the case may be and that to me if if the quality of those 100 are you know what i'm looking for i'm gonna pick you over the person that has a thousand posts you know what i mean of a kind of like touch and go quality you know what i mean I may pick you, you know, your thousand, you know, posts um, of, you know, touch and go, but I can see the potential of, you know, over the person that only has a hundred of very, very focused, you know, posts. You know what I mean? It just, it really depends, I think, on... Where you're looking to go, and I think uh, it's really important that if you're looking for a specific type of audience, or if you're looking to attract a certain type of, you know, an advertiser or a consumer or, you know, a developer, when it comes to your brand and what you what you believe that you want to do, um, creating that atmosphere for people to find you is is very important for sure. For sure,
0: for sure. Not sure. I, I think that was the best way anyone could ever answer that one, and I think. It's interesting, you know, like, because I, I feel like it is, because I'm like everyone, I believe, you know, who's really aware and just woke can understand the, the benefits um, of having a great social media, um, no matter what field of work that you're in, it just builds, right. It builds your credibility. It, uh, it shows that you are a person that's uh, invoking thought. You're, you know, just a thought leader. You know, the things that you're saying is what everyone else, you know, wants to say, and people are just people are just agreeing with what your opinion is. Um, that validates something. That validates you, in, you know, in areas. But I feel that I've seen things get attention because of you know because they're sensationalized too. So you have the people who are literally you earn this because exactly. your work is just amazing. And that's why you deserve to be in this high place, you know, from that in that world. But then you have, right. you know, people who had to do a lot, give up a lot and play to play to certain, you know, you know, certain senses, you know, this sensualized this type of thing, you know, you know pop a titty out and, you know, be all crazy right. and and exploiting family members and posting, you know, crazy ass videos and just essentially, you know, dividing up little pieces of your dignity and just exposing them right. all, on, you know, on the gram and it's like, damn. Because I've noticed, <laughs> like, you know, the the struggle with a lot of people, you know. I remember when, you know, when Vine first came out and there was so many people who were getting out there and I thought it was a lot of creative people who uh, got on Vine and even after Instagram... You know, brought in and implemented videos. I, the people who stuck with it, I thought, were some of the most creative folks. So it made sense to that for them to stick with Vine and still hold it down because they did some great work and they put Vine on the map. I believe um, with the things they did, they were very creative, they were ingenuitive, and it's like you doing a lot with just six, you know, six to eight seconds. Right. You know, that's. That's creative enough because they put you in a box. They gave you a, a limitation that you worked with. And I think that was a test for a lot of people. And I think that's why Instagram came in and was like, no, we're going to give you more time because this is all our users are not these type of people. So we're going to go ahead and, you know, give them more time so they can do more shit. And now <laughs> look at us now. We are right. way to a minute on Instagram where people can and I feel like it goes over a minute sometimes. I don't know if it just be me but <laughs> I swear people put a whole ass like movie teaser on that motherfucker sometimes. And um and I find it interesting that, you know, we have to be able to balance this and that's why I'm saying this, because I want people to to notice the things that they consume and notice the things that they actually support too. You know, support the things that you of course want to be in a good place. But also, you know, right. think about the things that you put out as well. If you have a brand and you're doing all these things, just be true to you. Trust me, the your following will grow organically. And that's my, that's literally my tactic when it comes to just, you know, trying to grow a following. I want people who agree with the things that I'm doing, like the things that I'm doing, support it, critique it for the better, give me, you know, constructive criticism and all these different things. I like those types of people to, to follow me and for me to follow those types of people because they gonna, if they're going to do it with a person they either know well or barely know, these are some good people. So this is the type of people that I want to keep sharing ideas with and keep inspiring me to keep doing different things. Right. Um, just to uh, keep it on moving. Uh, so... I really want to know, um, um, essentially like what, uh, when you're in these, when you get these accounts or when you're just trying to do something for your own, you know, personal, just to, just to do something, just feel inspired. So you just want to create something. You want to just do any little thing, you know, I guess, uh, but you have that bug, you start, you get so excited and you have like a start and you may start and doing something and you just kind of either hit a block or you had like this slump, this very awkward slump. I want to know, from a creative individual like you, who, who is that? Who is I believe to see? I believe to is a true creative. How do you tell the people? How do you get over your slumps? How do you get over those you know very odd moments where you want to create but it's like damn, like I'm just you just you just drained for some reason. Or when you're trying to create, uh, you have writer's block. I mean, creator's block in any way. How do you get over there?
1: Gotcha. Um,
0: I drink a lot. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, it's not entirely untrue, um, but no. Um, honestly, it takes some time. Um, it really does, um, especially if you, you know, you you, you have one way you want to go, and then you know, let's say you get halfway through that one way, and then you're like, okay, well, this isn't really going to work out the way I wanted it to. Or at least the way I had it. promised it would work out. Um, let me try to re articulate how this is gonna kinda work out from now on. Um, but yeah, I mean honestly it it's I feel like I have I have done enough in the past where this was uncomfortable to me, I guess. Um where now it's like meeting issues is almost like a challenge, you know what I mean. Like meeting, meeting kind of like roadblocks uh, when it comes to you know creativity and, and and where I'm growing, where I'm trying to put a client, or you know what I'm trying to do, um, is almost like finding something new to make out of the same thing. Um, and so when I when it comes to something like that, it's trying to get excited about this new thing I guess if that makes sense and so uh, normally if, if, if I find myself getting deterred or if I feel myself moving or, or changing into a direction it's finding a way to really kind of back myself when it comes to that new direction and I think getting behind it and, and really being able to sell the new direction makes all the difference and really kind of helps you out and um, selling that to the client as well too I think if, if you know, on I guess on the antithesis, if you are getting a, a no <laughs> or like a hard, you know, meh from a client or like a, hey, can we try this? Um, I think the way you really kind of get over that, um, if you will, is, uh, you know, really kind of meet them where they are. Um, one thing that I've always tried to do when I, you know, I, I work with clients and new clients specifically is that, you know. I've learned over time that you know there's a lot of people who have a, a good idea of what they want but they don't know how to do it you know what I mean and that's why you're here
0: yeah and so that's 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 a common thing I've seen that before
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's it's very common you know what I mean it's just you know it's very much so you you want to get people to benefit it out but like honestly like assuming will really get you in trouble when it comes to stuff like that because you'll get trapped in a situation where you have to you know continuously do things over and over again and you just thought that you were over like you were done you thought you were done you know what i mean very true and so um, i think it's important to make sure that you know to prevent ruts i guess if you will is to really um you know set the the playing field as level as possible um, allow the client and you know the person that you're trying to reach or the, the audience you're trying to reach to really reach out to you and kind of inspire you as much as possible, and then kind of set their own expectations as to what they are you know uh, looking for and, and stuff like that. And then you know when it comes back to you, really lay down a foundation of of what they can rely on and what they can understand and what they can believe in. And then I do believe that that kind of helps out in you know a lot of disappointment going back and forth whether it's you know between the client or you specifically because it, it's it's difficult it's hard sometimes you know and sometimes you do get in a rut and sometimes you know it's hard to really kind of move on from you know getting you know negative specific feedback right you know what i mean so it's just like it's it's it, you encounter a lot of different you know variables in that particular kind of spectrum and so um Kind of, I think kind of keeping your wits about you, making sure that you set the proper expectations for the project uh, really helps going forward. And, um, you know, making sure you stay true to you, because a lot of people I've met um, with a new client or people who do what I do um, can easily get wrapped up in getting it done and making something that. They don't feel comfortable and/or happy, or confident, or believe in it at all. Exactly. And to me, that's a good point. You don't
0: want to make anything that you don't believe in. Exactly, exactly. Jim's, Jim, bro. That was a good one. That was a good one. I, and I think <laughs> I, for everyone, everyone who's like who heard that, I want anyone who needs some inspiration and need a know because I've I've asked a lot of people that, and I've like also, you know, tried to you know f- find ways for my friends to get out of those, you know, and either find complete that mission and you know just to stay inspired and you know it's different strengths with different folks and that's why it's a a thing that you have to figure out on your own as well on how you want to attack it and I think you know being able to anticipate certain things is the is a great 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 way to kind of go about it and you know do the most you can before you even start is a beautiful strategy I believe um um Last thing I wanna last thing I wanna ask you is you're a person that has his own brand. I mean, your your name is in it. And that is a goal for so many people. And I, I agree with your father with his old saying of, you know, you know, work for yourself and you know, own what you do and be your own boss. Because I I added something I tell everyone. That should be right. the end goal for everyone. Absolutely. Because there's room for everyone to do something, because everyone everyone I've met can have their own business doing this beautiful thing that they do well. And um, and it's I feel like people see it every day in their work. And, like, at, at, in any job that you do, if there's being a 9 to 5 or whatever it is, you know, you have some people who are extremely creative. You have some people who are very tactile and just do certain things with their hands very well, all these different types of things. It's a young lady I work with who literally, I think she might just be, like, on, like expert level pastry chef, you know what I'm saying? And like, she don't even know it. I don't even know if she know it, but like, just in all of the, you know, company gatherings that we've had and potlucks and things like that, you know, we bring in, you know, BS sauce and chips and she coming in here with a whole ass, you know, decked up cake. All types of frosting and fondant and all types of nonsense. I'm like, girl, you can go on cake boss with this. This is like, girl. And I feel like <laughs> you have, I feel like she, but she found she's doing something that she just likes. And she just, you know, and she keeps investing right. into that, doing things at home, just making things for the family and doing all these little whatevers. And I feel like slowly but surely she's getting that education so that she can get better and getting this knowledge and just getting that experience so she can do something. And she, she may not even realize this is something that you may could put more energy into and get more out of because it's something that you do extremely naturally. And I think right. everyone is literally just walking around like that is just, you know, trying to m- get by. And so yeah. my last yeah, question honestly. for you is just essentially like, what are some tips for everyone who, because you've seen You notice that need, you notice your talents, and you create your own brand around that. What are your tips for people who are trying to build their own brands Um, in general? Like they've noticed it, they see they need to do something. I guess, how do they either start or if they already started, how do they just, you know, build substantial growth within their own brands?
1: Yeah, um, honestly, I mean, this sounds like really cliche. (laughs) the most the truest form of what I could ever tell you at all is make sure that it is you. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is, you know, and this, again, it sounds cliche, but it's just like, if it's not you, that means somebody else can come in with the coin and be like, hey, I want you to do this. And you're like, yep, sure will, absolutely. Yeah. But that's not you, though. You know what I mean? And so you're gonna end up, again, doing something that you don't wanna do or doing something that you, you know, you're just doing for a check, right? and you know nobody wants to be bought and sold we're over that 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 was 400 years ago right so it's just like you know you really want to make sure that if you're creating your own brand as in like your plus own plus brand you really want to make sure that this is something that you believe in, but not only believe in something that you're loving, you're passionate about. Because you know, I've seen so many people really be like, "Hey, I love cakes and stuff. Like, I love making cakes. I love eating them. They are delicious. I believe that my cakes are delicious." And they will spend, you know, um, two months tops thinking about the branding and the marketing behind it, and then spend four months. M- testing and like really making sure that the cake works the way it's supposed to and when it's time to sell it after month you know six it's just like okay uh without me even seeing the cake or tasting the cake I don't like how the presentation works so I'm just going to bypass this completely and you know that person may have felt completely you know down for the cause when it comes to you know making sure that you know the product was good but the presentation sucked You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And all that stuff intertwines, you know what I mean? Everything is, none of this stuff is mutually exclusive. It all belongs to each other. Like, you know, the product belongs to the marketing, the marketing belongs to the advertising, all those things connect. And I think the biggest thing that people kind of mistake is that I can have, you know, I can be selling, you know, uh tips ahoy and i'm gonna throw diamonds and glitter and you know gold dust on it and people are gonna be like yeah because it's shiny i buy it and that's not the that's not the case you know what i mean like i want you to sell me on on the experience i'm going to get behind the product and i think a lot of people miss that and so i think if anything what you really want to make sure that you do when you're building your brand is that you know you make sure that it's uniquely you right and then you make sure that you know when you are ready to share that with other people that you make it um, or, or you're you're open to understanding the parameters of that brand if that makes sense because a lot of people don't also do the research on who's their who's in their market who are their competitors you know uh, what kind of differentiation strategy they may need to implement um, what is their proposition when it comes to what they have to provide and what they have to offer. And, you know, uh, that's the demise of uh, of a lot of brands within a lot of black brands as well too, because I find that a lot of black brands are just, you know, either they, they didn't go to school for that, or they didn't take a training for that, or nobody told them that or whatever the case may be, they just kind of jumped in tried it out and was just like yeah this isn't for me and then they leave but they may have actually had some really awesome potential when it comes to really kind of moving forward in the in the marketing so I think being you understanding who you are and what you're providing uh, the differentiation between you and other people and what value you have um, in that particular type of market um, are one of the most I guess I mean impactful things you could really kind of you know kind of build around your brand when it comes to you know putting yourself out there and, and I say that I guess if anything I can parallelize that's in you know to myself as well you know if I had to you know make the, this you know just a a uh, a black firm thing or just a firm thing in general I believe that I have something you know uniquely different to present when it comes to you know marketing and advertising I, I've got an eye for you know, um, a culture. I've got an eye for a community. I've got an eye for aesthetics. I've got an eye for, you know, a voice when it comes to a certain type of, you know, consumer. You know, and so there's there's so many different ways that I can be used, and in in a, in, a, in in that kind of scope uh, of uh, marketing and advertising and branding and design. And so it's just like, you know, really kind of creating a sense of. You know, knowing your worth, knowing who you are, knowing what you have to provide, and then knowing who you're out here against as well too, because you know, in business, I mean, there's there's a lot for us to eat off of here in business, but you know, you'd hate to provide the same thing that somebody else is providing at a lesser quality, you know what I mean? Or at a at a at a at a lower reputation, right? You know what I mean? So it's just you have to really be cognizant of yourself, but then also what's going on around you as well, too. And I know, I know people, a lot of people tell you to keep your head down and don't worry about what everybody else is doing. And da, 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 da. And, and yes, it, for most of the part, that is completely and honestly 100% true. But what happens when, you know, your competition undercuts you, right? And they are, they found a way to provide the exact same quality work that you do before a little price. Now you're in trouble. You know what I mean? So it's just like, You really have to, you know, there's a a lot of things you have to kind of work, you know, not necessarily worry about, but, like, you know, keep an eye on. But, you know, making sure that you are solid in what you do and that you believe in it and that you understand that, you know, this could change in the future and you understand how business works and stuff like that. All those things are almost 100 percent important to, uh, I guess, creating an influential and and I guess a long lasting uh, brand as well, too
0: man that was everything that was everything (laughs) but it was just a lot of quotables I had to write a few down myself you know just just to to go back to and I'm so 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 glad that you're doing what you're doing that you're doing it you know that you've seen this vision for yourself that you've seen this is something that you need to do like I really really applaud you for doing this because it's definitely inspirational it's definitely inspiring So many different people, and I hope you know for the people who are listening to this that you can go and check out RK's work, and also some you know submit submit a young you know proposal to him so he can hit you back with a nice little quote. If you want to, yeah, if you want to <laughs> contact him, definitely you know because I'm, I'm I'm looking at your um, your website now. Definitely um, go to www.therkj.com and peruse, look around. You will definitely be floored by the, to see the people that he's worked <laughs> with, as well as the work that he's already done, and also it would definitely even open your mind to things that you didn't know you may even need for your company or for yeah. anything that you may be doing for your own personal brand. Definitely check out check this out and support people like this who are just doing great work because they literally sleep, eat, and breathe it. Um, before before <laughs> I let everyone go, my last few little closing words gonna be. Create because you can't think of doing anything else. Not because it's trendy. Just get to know you and be the best you. If I could say anything else, that's what I've grasped, you know, from our whole conversation. I feel like that's the 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 hippest part about it. It's like yeah, don't do what's hot because what's hot is not even... What, once it becomes hot, now it's it's over. Like, it's... Yeah. The, the money's getting thin. Now it's like... it's Now it's about to be ranked in separation. Now it's going to be... This is the well-known one. This is the, you know, small-town one. It is what it is. You know, always be aware of where you are. Never ignore your surroundings. Be aware of everything around you, but always stay focused. Um, right. If you don't know, now you know. I thank everyone for listening. You can <laughs> listen to Simply King on almost everywhere that podcasts uh, are available from Google Play to Stitcher to SoundCloud to the Apple Podcast app to TuneIn Radio as well as Podcast and Color Directory. Definitely go follow them on Twitter. I'm actually meeting with um, uh, Dan this weekend to speak about the Second Wind Collective locally here in Chicago, which is a group of podcasts, uh, like a podcast network that I'm joining. Um, Definitely, definitely check all those out. You can follow me on On all platforms At Kings underscore memoirs Tell them where they can find you at bro
1: Yeah uh, You can find me uh, I guess (laughs) Socially uh, At uh, BRKJ As in T-H-E R-K-J On Instagram And uh, BRKJ on Twitter But uh, T-H-E-E R-K-J On Twitter I, I guess I got a little a little too late to that game uh, (laughs) back in old time. I I had to add an extra E, but I think it works out. Um, The person that has... Uh, T-H-E-R-K-J it still has less followers than me so it's whatever <laughs> hey
0: <laughs> that's funny that's funny that's funny but no definitely definitely um, i say it again for everyone who's been listening to me I really really appreciate the support I love love talking to people about great things I love talking to young folks who are doing beautiful beautiful things and just you know just showing showing the world that you know that millennials are the next next big thing that's changing the world and I love love showing that out and especially the people that i'm familiar with and the people that i know and the people that i support and people i know is going to be in great places definitely want everyone else to be exposed to them and and just really really support and i hope i put everyone on if you wasn't already put on all right (laughs) but thanks bro i really appreciate the time no, thank you for having me. Oh yes, oh yes, and you definitely, definitely catch me next week. I'm coming back with another great, great guest. I'm trying to go international on you and find some, you know, international, international folks to come and speak about their time abroad. I'm trying to, you know, keep featuring these beautiful, beautiful people who have their own brands they're building. Trying to feature in some, you know, own, some, you know, some local artists who have some things going on and really who are speaking about something that I feel like needs to be heard. So 2017 is the year of grind. Grind in 2017, grind 2017. It is. Let's go. So thank you all for listening. Come back next week to get some more. Listen, comment, review, and share. Thank you. I love y'all. Talk to y'all later. This is Simply King.